Hey guys, I'm Keith Finch. And I'm Jack. And we are sponsored by these folks. And you'll notice that there is a missing hobbit once again. He's off growing a hobbiton mustache somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this gun day brunch due to current events is obviously gonna be talking about uh, gun control. More specifically, I wanna break down the theory that's gaining a lot of traction uh, that we should be changing the age of all firearms purchases to 21. Because uh, on two on two fronts, I think one, that's one of the proposals that are, is likely to get the furthest. And two, it's the one that actually has almost kind of a leg to stand on. It might be wobbly and, and um, you know, eaten by termites, but there is a leg there. So I think the idea that we're going to keep stepping adulthood back a little bit is problematic. It is. Um, I, when I grew up, uh, Kmart sold guns. Uh, this is, that's how old I am. That was Kmart. a Kmart. Meanwhile, sold- meanwhile, we have viewers who are like, what's a Kmart? Right. And they sold firearms. You know, so like Kmart, and Walmart both had in the sporting goods section some guns. I, I say some guns because it was like really not a great selection. They were very cheap. It was your basic like, hey, I want to go hunting for the first time firearm selection. You um, had your like the cheapest Remington bolt action they made and a Mossberg 500 in hunting configuration. And right. you had like six of them. Yeah. Um, and some 22 rifles, no handguns. Um, but I remember like above the register area, they, you had the big, like, Hey, very serious. I think at the time it was, um, you couldn't purchase a, you could purchase a rifle or shotgun when you were 16. I remember looking at that being like, okay. I got mm-hmm. however many years, and then I could buy my first gun. And by the time I hit 16, they changed it to 18. And handguns, I think, got moved from 18 to 21. And uh, I didn't exist when booze was 18. Uh, that was always 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely remember like cigarettes and things like that being a, a 18-year-old thing. Um, we, we definitely have a hodge. We, we have a mishmash, a hodgepodge, just a, we can't decide when adulthood is really adulthood. And that right. is a problem, um, to attack this from the, I guess the pro 21 angle, I'll play devil's advocate here for the pro 21 angle. There's a lot of psychological study and analysis that says like, we're going through our final mental growth arc starting in our teens and ending in the middle of our 20s. Like we're, we're doing that last cognitive expansion and this mm-hmm. thing settling and doing its thing. And 21 is much further along that arc where we're settling into ourselves than 18 is. And then 25 kind of is where the major drop off in, in juvenile chaos really happens, which coincidentally is why you can start renting a car at 25. Right. Um, because we, we do have data supporting that. So it's not that like changing the age to 21 
doesn't have certain certain qualities to it that do make sense when we're talking on a psychological standpoint. The problem is we keep saying like, okay, you're an adult here, but you're not an adult here. You, you can do this thing, but you can't do this thing. You can't be trusted with this, but we can trust you with this. And it's um, highly yeah. inconsistent. And, 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 you know, from a, from a, just a point of view, of just like how you're expected to live. Mm-hmm. Um, reality is you're probably not leaving your parents' house at 18. No, especially not anymore. Like some people do, some people get out at 17, 18, um, but that's very dependent on, on their life circumstances. Most people aren't. I, I know people who are very comfortably uh, at their parents' houses, especially with costs right now, into their mid twenties, because it just makes sense. You can't make right. that work to, to get out of your parents' house at 18 unless you somehow snagged like a really good job you, you snagged really good income yeah um and you know there, there's all sorts of conversations we can have yeah. about that but if you want to tell me that i i left my house fairly young i left at 19 um which meant for three years i lived on my own or with friends um without a firearm mm-hmm um i now you could say right wrong and different about that whatever i lived in pretty safe areas at the time yeah i was i was still in my hometown there wasn't really there wasn't really a lot of crime that we could talk about that you know happened but like that's not the same everywhere no no and i i think my problem with it is if we're going to say you're an adult say that you're an adult yeah um if we're going to start pushing back, you know, hey, we don't think you're we don't think you're old enough to have a firearm. We don't think you're old enough to rent a car. We don't think you're old enough to drink alcohol. Uh, we don't think you're old enough to smoke responsibly. But you can vote and you should and live you on can your own. Totally go to war. You can go to war and you can totally accept hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Yes to go to a school to on take something that we know is probably not going to help you pay back this debt. Yeah. That is, that is all, that is all possible at the bright bushy eyed time of 18. Mm -hmm. If you're going to tell me, Hey, we're going to move all firearm cells to 21. I'm not fighting it because it affects me. I'm old. Yeah. Very old. I'm fighting it because it, it is inconsistent with the message that we give to kids, which is, hey, at 18, you're an adult. In reality, what we're saying is at 18, you can do, you can mess your life up, but only in ways that are profitable to other people. Yes. That's <laughs> like, exactly what they're saying. You can absolutely make these terrible decisions that could crush you for the rest of your life because you're an adult. But we're also going to deny you these adult freedoms because those might be dangerous for you. Right. Like, we don't want you to... Without drink. a price tag. Yeah, we don't want you to drink. Nope. Does that mean no 18-year-old, 19- and 20-year-old drinks? No, it means that they're forced to commit a crime when they do. Yes. Um, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. And all of this time, it is during a period where a lot of people are made to feel like hey 
if you're still at home, you're a bum. That's mm-hmm. not true. You know, I just, if, if you want to tell me that we're going to make a cultural shift and kind of drive home to the fact that like, hey, 18 to 21 is your stepping stone period to go from being a child in high school to being a functioning adult, fine. If, but, if we need to make it, we need to make that message very consistent and we need to bring the support in there to show that, look, this is this phase and this is your support there. One of the things that I've said a couple of times is, look, if we're going to do that, then we need to cover down on like a next phase of education for these kids. They need, they need that 18 to 21 education phase. Like, all right, here, here's your pre-adult tutorial and package it well, whether that's an associate's degree that's covered from a community college or whether that's a trade school that like, Hey, the state's got your trade school or whether there are other pathways that cover down on this education arc. We need to very clearly define that. All right. 18 to 21 is your pre-adult tutorial. Here are your new, here are your new freedoms. Here are your new responsibilities. And it's consistent for everyone. And it, it makes sense. And what they're doing here is not that. So let's right. let's look so, at the arc here. They're <laughs> they're trying to make firearms purchases, especially like semi-automatic. They're not even doing all firearms. A lot of them are just doing semi-automatics. They're making semi-automatics twenty-one. <sighs> this is going to do nothing. It's, it's not. It's another thing that they think they can squeak by. That's going to make it harder for individuals to enjoy their liberties which are their rights yes what they what they are granted by simply being alive um the rights are not things that allow you to do things it restricts what the government should be allowed to do to you but you know whatever however like you know before i hop on that horse um and it's not going to do anything it's not we don't we don't move the needle at all. If your goal is to catch these outlier events and prevent, can't prevent, but reduce the frequency of these outlier events, we're going about it in the most inane, stupid manner ever. We're like, we are going to make it slightly less convenient for a incredibly motivated, unhinged individual to access a single type of method of injury that they could instead choose another one they're just going to pick the next most convenient thing or they're just going to steal one right which is which is what happens so often um look look it's the genie out of the bottle thing and it's not like the genie out of the bottle happened five years ago this happened at the beginning of the nation this was this was a foundational principle of the nation that they're like, hey, a human right to protection of yourself and your community is essential to what we're trying to build here. So you get guns and you get all the hazards that come with it. it um, yeah, and it's really, it's it's so lackluster. Um, it's, it's security theater at its finest. Right. So it's the TSA. So, so what, what should you do? What, what, what do I think you should do? If you want to listen to El Jefe here and, you know, get some direction on this, fight it, fight this thing. Yeah. Fight every little measure they get. Um, 
tell them it's wrong, tell them it doesn't make sense, give them the reason why, point out the fact that like it's it's just shifting one tiny thing that isn't going to matter. There's so many ways to get around it. So why are we bothering? Why are we focusing all our time, our efforts and wasted money on this thing uh, making a lot of noise? And ultimately it comes down to the reason they're focusing on this is they can chalk a win in their corner. That's all they care about. They can chalk a win up for team blue or team red with whatever piece of legislation they push through that made us safer. And then when the results come in and nobody's safer, they're like, oh, well, but time, time to fire up the old idea machine again and get something that'll get me my next political point score. Um, yeah, and honestly, the more we fight them, on the little ones, the less they can go to the big ones. Exactly. Um, so ultimately, conclusion, uh, despite having a little bit of an idea, a little bit of uh, backing to change the age of majority, the legal ages, uh, to 21, this is it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea, especially in the format they're trying it. They're, they're going to come at they're going to come at this from that science aspect of, hey, well, you're better developed and you make better choices at 21 than you do at 18. It's science. And they're right about that fact, but they're, they're leveraging it in the wrong way because <laughs> that's the design. They, they, they want the win. They want the win based upon a little bit of science that tangentially touches this. But what they're doing isn't addressing the actual problem, which is security from outlier events doesn't do it it's and it's never going to there's it's not we can't we can't I, hack this problem this way you you can't you can't confiscate enough of these things no there's too many I, 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 it would bankrupt the nation to try and collect half of them as far as i can tell i i did the math on this um and it's and, and I'm, I'm not talking about like huge resistance to it no if the only thing that anyone ever does this is the only thing they do to resist gun confiscation is that they simply don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. They sit at their house. They don't call anything in. They don't report anything. And the government is required, like has to send a dude to my house and be like, gun dash. Uh, I, I, I brought you your Arby's order and uh, I need to get all your guns. They can't afford that. Nope. The, the gas bill alone would kill him right now. Like, like, <laughs> gonna... there, there is no remotely logistical way to make a sweep up happen that matters at all. I know that, I know that sounds crazy, but I've done the math. In my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, based off the telltales, and you know what I'm talking about, those yeah. little things on cars and like anywhere that I can like spot them because I got like a zoom. Uh, half half these houses got a gun mm -hmm. and that's honestly not all of them there's like even the ones that like don't have a telltale there's a 50 50 shot in this state that they've got one bro you don't have the cargo capacity to take all the guns in america no like, no, and then like, I don't, I don't understand what people don't get about there are more guns than human beings here Right, like, like that's a lot. We're the third most populous nation on earth. We're we're number three. We have a lot of people here, and we stay strapped. Yes, and the, 
And the only thing, just keep resisting. Yes. Whenever they show up, whenever, whenever they're like, hey, we want to do this, no. Well, keep why? telling them no. <laughs> why won't you let us? Because no. They're gonna go back and they're like, what about what about this thing? No. Well, they they got as as long as we're saying no loud enough we they've proven it they they gave us this if we shout it loud enough like they got to turn around and try a new idea right we just keep telling them no and making their efforts worth nothing we we can win this we can outlast this (laughs) we tell them politely but firmly no (laughs) um also, you should be able to run a car at 21. Change my mind. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that, too. That would have made a lot of situations in life infinitesimally easier. Like, I, I get it. Costs, insurance, averages. I, I get that. That math makes sense to me. But there were, like, I was four years into my enlistment at 21 years of age. I had been in the military for four years. I'm sure those were a dry four years. You never had a sip of alcohol. Oh, no, assuredly not. Never drink. I mean, there were a number of classes that like very clearly told you not to drink and you you followed those, right? You were every single one of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Almost only one. (laughs) Almost only. (laughs) It was almost only one drink. Uh, And and looking at that, and then I, w- I, was a, uh, I was an NCO at 22. I was a corporal at 22 years old, if I'm doing the math correctly. And uh, it's, it's a while ago, guys. The brain gets fuzzy. So I had, I had a need not only to transport around like Camp Pendleton uh, when I went out there for a stint, uh, but I had other Marines, younger Marines under me who I had to transport to, but like legally... I couldn't get a car. I had to use the inane government transport thing. Like the government would hand me a car, but like rent a car. If I just wanted a three seater, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I can uh, a giant hard to drive panel van that fits 15 people. Yeah. Definitely dangerous, but totally the much exactly. easier four door sedan that is very safe and uh, that I had owned privately for years because I, I bought one after enlisting. Um, you know, I can't rent that while I'm in California to do things. Yeah. So yeah, that, that would have been helpful. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Sometimes the rules don't make any sense at all because we didn't say politely but firmly no loud mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. We didn't demand accountability of why. No. And- and I'm not, I'm not trying to blame people that came before us. So I'm not trying to say like, hey, if you were the older generation, you screwed this up. I get it, man. You didn't have the internet. You didn't know to be mad about these things. But I do, and I know to. Yes. This is a, one, one of the great things about the time we're living in is how much information we have access to. It really is. I love the information age in the, in the facet that I can figure things out. If I put the effort in, I can figure something out and build a very simple, coherent argument about why this is a bad idea and we should stop doing it or not do it at all. And and this is one of those. Raising the age to 21 for semi-automatics, for all firearms, for anything, 
it's a no. We're not doing it for a good reason. It's not going to affect the change that they're claiming it's going to affect. So why are we doing it? Why? Just say no. Just say no. And I think that's all we can really say on this topic. It really is. Like it's it's the idea that's probably going to get the most traction, the most push. Um, and it's and it's still wrong. It still doesn't make sense because it's not going to affect the change. So if I don't get anything and all I do is lose, no. No. <laughs> no. Show, me, show me the argument where I win. Show me the argument where this isn't just a giant net with really big workaround holes in it that you're trying to like, uh -huh, I've got you now. All right, yeah, 21, but I get free SBRs. Yeah. You know what? Give, give me a trade-off. 21, but I can get anything I want. <laughs> yeah, game on. Game on. There's there's no such thing as Title One, Title Two anymore. 21, I can get anything I want. Cool. <laughs> I'll take that trade. Sorry, 18-year-olds. I will take that trade. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, kids. I will throw you under the bus for a machine gun. <laughs> but I'll you, let you shoot it, and you get your own. Yep. And you just have to wait another 1,080 days, and you get your own. <laughs> it's a trade-off worth making, kids. It's a trade-off worth making. But that's not the offer on the table. So we're back at it. Just say no. And with that, I think we've covered the topic. Yeah. Anything else, Jack? No. See you next week. Later, guys. <laughs>